Well, they're it, dead. <laughs> it it's certainly been a week. And now we have the final update on the lost submarine. As we said back on Monday and repeated again in our most recent video, they've been gone for a long time. And luckily for them, it happened instantaneously. There was no chance for recovery. The amount of emergency oxygen never mattered. It was the construction of the submarine itself and the significant depths that sealed their fate. In addition to that update, it turns out that we weren't the only ones who knew it had imploded well before the rest of the world caught on because the U.S. Navy was listening to the ocean and heard some sounds consistent with uh, an implosion at the exact time that the surface ship lost contact with the submersible. Oh, and so that was what, how, four days ago that that happened? Yeah. And we're just finding out now? Hmm. Anyways, huh, okay. the, the implosion was confirmed by a debris field near the wreckage of the Titanic and consistent with the diving location of the submersible. With more information regarding these final updates, here's the New York Times. The U.S. Coast Guard said today that a remote-controlled vehicle found debris from the Titan, the vessel that carried five people on a deep-sea exploration of the Titanic wreckage over the weekend, indicating a catastrophic implosion. Everyone aboard the submersible was believed to be dead, the Coast Guard said. The discovery effectively ended the international search that began on Sunday after the submersible lost contact. Stockton Rush, the chief executive of OceanGate, which operated the craft, was piloting the vessel. And yeah, I, this is obviously a tragedy, yeah. especially for the passengers. Stockton Rush can burn in hell for all I care. He kind of... Uh, in some ways murdered these people. Yeah, I'd but, say um, so. As we've been saying all week, uh, yeah, it really seems like OceanGate did everything possible to cut corners and avoid regulations while at some points bragging about doing that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the blame for all of this lays directly on their shoulders. And obviously they're going to be sued into oblivion by the um, deep-pocketed relatives of these deep-pocketed victims. Yes. I mean, just watch. It's so funny, like, it's not funny, but it's it even, you know, every day people dig up new stuff, even like after the announcement, like, no, they're officially dead. People are still going through and like finding even more evidence that this was bound to happen. But yeah, just watch this quick video of the CEO of the company um, at some point in the past when he was alive, explaining how he would like to be remembered. I'd like to be remembered as an innovator. Um, I think it was General MacArthur said, you're remembered for the rules you break. And, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me. The carbon fiber and titanium, there's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. And just to reiterate the amount of hubris on display here, we're going to show another clip of this guy doing an interview with CBS where he describes his submarine as unsinkable, just like the Titanic. It's... Here, take a look. Oh, my God. Rush says his submersible is one of the safest forms of transportation in the world. You believe the Cyclops 2 is pretty much invulnerable. By the time we're done testing it, I believe it's pretty much invulnerable. And that's pretty much what they said about the Titanic. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? And here's one where he handed the controller, the Logitech controller, over to some untrained vloggers who then operated the Titan sub, repeatedly failed at navigating it, and then, oops, accidentally ran it into the ocean floor. Here you go. I need to go a little bit up before... No, we're pretty, we're, you might have to go up a little bit. You're okay. Uh, you're pretty good height, but just be, you know, don't get much lower than this. So just inch forward. I'm trying to go up, and I 
Are you pulling back on it? You, this, you're dead man. You got to push the dead man all the time. Oh, so all the time. All the time you got to hold that and it does nothing. Now pull up on that left stick. Oh shit. Oh shit. But in addition to all of that, literal experts from around the world have come out and spoken directly about this company and their operation. The warnings that were given to them, all of the red flags that they completely ignored, and how unsettling it was to see them operating in such a nonchalant way with paying tourists on board their vessels. Yeah, I, the the deep sea uh, tiny sub community is very small, as you might imagine. And yeah, like five years ago, everyone else doing this sent them a letter being like, hey, bad idea. You're making a bunch of fucking mistakes. You're going to get someone killed. You are rushing we, this. We've been doing this a lot longer than you have. You're going to fuck this up for all of us. Stop it. Yeah, uh, no interview stands out quite as much as the one that ABC News conducted with director James Cameron, who has spent the the responses to this were incredible on Twitter because people were just like, oh, well, we'll, we'll see what a director of movies thinks. It's like, uh, no, this guy... No, is, he actually is an expert. He's been field. doing this since he created the, what, the movie The Abyss? So, yeah. And it has partnered with the guy who found the Titanic. He's been down there more than 30 times. Uh, he went to the Mariana Trench. This guy has dedicated his life to this. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, he's a director of movies, but um, yeah, this has been his like weird little fascination for a very long time. And he's probably one of the foremost experts in this very niche field at this point. At the very least, uh, the best expert that is public facing and ready and willing to answer any all and all questions with uh, some bit of authority. Yeah, he's been down there a lot. He said in this interview that he's spent more time on, on the Titanic than the actual captain of the Titanic. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he's been down there a bunch. He's actually been to the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest spot on the planet. It's three times deeper yeah, than the Challenger Titanic. deep. Uh, and, and, yeah. and in the interview, in the interview, side note, he's like, we spent three years, uh, just, developing this just on the computer yeah, just before doing... even manufacturing anything. I saw, I saw some other videos from like some talk he gave a few years ago, describing like a time he almost died on a dive. And, uh, and what it came down to was um, that he very wisely um, told the people building the sub to set the uh, let's go back up uh, circuitry to its own independent circuit board because everything failed. And he's like, all right, well, at least I can go back up because if this was all connected to the same thing. Oh. But, like, but like, yeah, there's like so there much. Was, there was a report this uh, this week that also came out that said that they could have had a communication with the oh. ship up mm -hmm. top, but that the guy was annoyed by the yeah, amount like, of checking oh, yuck, they were yuck, doing. Yuck, shut up. We're doing texting from now The on. whole thing is so aggravating. And yes, yeah. like I agree, specifically with, in the case of the billionaire, this guy is clearly tempting fate. He, he went to Blue Origin. He went to space. He went to the ocean. Yeah. Uh, it, come on, buddy. But all of this rests on the shoulders of OceanGate. Yeah, there's another passenger too, the French guy who like, I guess James Cameron was friends with him and it seems like he was like legit. Yeah. I don't know. I, we haven't heard a lot of the talk about I that guy. The one I feel horrible but... for is the 19 year old. Yeah. And and look, I know he's 19. He's he didn't even want to go. He didn't want to go. He did go. it for his dad and as a Father's Day, father son thing. They're adults, they're also stupid and he did it to please his dad. It is yeah. horrific. Yeah, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, but uh, back to James Cameron. Here's what he had to say in the interview with ABC. 
The certification protocols that all other deep submergence vehicles, except this one that carry passengers, especially paying passengers all over the world in tropical waters, deep coral reefs, other wreck sites, and so on, the safety record is the gold standard. Absolutely. Not only no fatalities, but no major incidents requiring all of these assets to converge to a site. Uh, he then talks about all the precautions that he and his team personally took in regards to their submersibles, including the one that dove to the Mariana Trench, which is three times deeper than the wreck of the Titanic. And he adds, Many people in the community were very concerned about this sub, and a number of the top players in the deep submergence engineering community even wrote letters to the company saying that what they were doing was too experimental to carry passengers and that they needed to be certified and so on. So I'm struck by the similarity of the Titanic disaster itself, where the captain was repeatedly warned about ice ahead of his ship, and yet he steamed at full speed into an ice field on a moonless night. And yeah, isn't it fucking ironic? Yeah. Uh, you can watch our video from yesterday if you want some more in-depth information on just how badly this thing was engineered and all of the shortcuts that were taken. But we'll at least reiterate the fact that not one, but two employees tasked with safety testing the sub had voiced concerns before being fired from the company. Yeah, sounds like negativity. We don't like that here. Get me a, give me the youngest uh, engineers you can find. Yeah. None of these old white guys, am I right? Uh, but an, another update over the past 24 hours that has really thrown people for a loop. Apparently, at least one agency was aware that something catastrophic had taken place and that the rescue efforts were likely pointless. The United States Navy apparently detected the sound of an implosion right around the time the submersible went missing. Here's the Wall Street Journal with more on that. A top-secret military acoustic detection system designed to spot enemy submarines first heard what the U.S. Navy suspected was the Titan submersible implosion hours after the vehicle began its mission, officials involved in the search said. It continues, the Navy began listening for the Titan almost as soon as the sub lost communications, according to a U.S. defense official. Shortly after the submersible's disappearance Sunday, the U.S. system detected what it suspected was the sound of an implosion near the debris site discovered Thursday and reported its findings to the commander on site, U.S. defense officials said. The U.S. Navy conducted an analysis of acoustic data and detected an anomaly consistent with an implosion or explosion in the general vicinity of where the Titan submersible was operating when communications were lost, a senior U.S. Navy official told the Wall Street Journal in a statement. While not definitive, this information was immediately shared with the incident commander to assist with the ongoing search and rescue mission. The Navy asked that the specific system used not be named, citing national security concerns. Yeah, um... So, kind of an important thing to point out. Yeah, Although it wasn't conclusive, they didn't know right. for sure. And if and if the Navy was like, "Hey, don't worry about the search; they're all dead." Everyone, everyone would have been like, "Oh, yeah. okay. Well, why don't you have a little faith, Navy? Yeah. Why don't we believe a little?" You're bit? right that it wouldn't have made really any difference. No, everyone would have still been clamoring for a a massive search, but uh, which took place. It is interesting that they. You know the the banging or the tapping or whatever. Like they they put a lot of weight on that when like it seems like it seems like they really probably should have just uh, well, downplayed that a little bit they more. They were everyone was definitely huffing a little bit of hopium. It's like, well, could that banging be the people in the sub? Like, I, mean, I guess it yeah, could be anything. It could be kind of fucking anything. It turned out sure. that what what they think it was was just one of the many ships involved in the rescue operations. Oh, the search and rescue 
uh, just anything hitting that or yeah. anything at all. It's a big ocean. There's a lot of stuff in it. And uh, sound travels, uh, as you can see in this Navy report, sound travels quite well in it. So yeah. that's, how the, that's how the whales communicate. <laughs> so like we said days ago, if this thing was floating near the surface, surely there would have been some sort of communication available. But anything going wrong at a certain depth would clearly have resulted in instantaneous implosion. And according to reports, they lost contact with the sub when it was already at or near the depth of the Titanic. Well, so at least they got to see it before they uh, were vaporized. That's and small... they didn't even realize they died. It was that fast. It was. They were saying it was thirty milliseconds or something. Yeah, a like fifth that. of a second or something. It, yeah. It's something that is your brain cannot comprehend what is happening in the amount Although, of time. Although, again, uh, as I pointed out, it, there might have been some signs in the moments before that that. Uh, I don't even think creaking, creaking or a crack because any sign of weakness in this thing would have immediately just resulted in the implosion of it. It's that pressurized down there. Well, one can hope. Not trying to be doomers, but it was always unrealistic that they would have been found or rescued. But over on the more bizarre side of this whole story, again, yesterday's episode also includes the insane side story about the stepson of the billionaire on board and how much of a complete weirdo and bad person he is. Partying at concerts, trying to guilt trip Blink-182 into hanging out with him, EDM artists calling him out for being a stalker, him making threats to large EDM events, him arguing with people online, and uh, right before, right after right, he yeah. filmed, yeah, he we was uh, just dropping the N-bomb. Dropping the N-bomb a few times. With the, not with the hard R, but still in a way that you're like, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, on purpose to and calling himself out, being like, "Well, I didn't say it with yeah, the hard R." Yeah, being very antagonistic. Yeah, and he did that a few times before subsequently deleting his Twitter account, which is arguably the only smart thing he's done this entire. Should week. have done that a few days earlier. Probably. Should have never posted. Anyways, there's also the numerous. Oh my God! Conspiracy theories that are manifesting themselves. Doesn't out of it seem thing. a little bit weird that a bunch of billionaires no. who, who are working all the time and obviously doing smart, genius things would get into a sub that would later explode no it doesn't isn't that strange weird. what did they know about the clintons it this maybe is they're also, not dead and they went somewhere to hide there's think about that yeah there was an account Shut that up. called out the whole like this is going to be filed under woke there's people that were calling out like this is going to be somehow joe biden's problem yeah so uh the navy knew but joe biden was like hey jack Hunter Biden uh, just got arrested for some shit, so if you could drag out this submarine thing for just, a couple days to distract, that would be great. Just insane. Um, Shut up. <laughs> we don't want to mention any more of them. They are all mind-numbingly stupid, and they'll all be forgotten by next week. So. Yeah, people... The funniest thing was, like, isn't it weird that, like, the news is focusing on this so much? It's like, no, this is fucking catnip for the news. This yes. kind of thing. Anytime someone is missing or trapped somewhere, anything like there that, was... that is the... They, they love it so much. There's been so many examples of this over the years where yes. like the biggest one was like around the time we were both like born there was some girl that like fell in a well yes. and this was like even before cable news was a thing this was fucking back like entire like uh content blocks of primetime content got bumped so that everyone in america could sit there and see if this little girl got pulled out of a fucking there's well. a uh a natural obsession with the unknown yeah of will will it won't it that like that that's why this holding out hope thing though it was unlikely was perpetuated yeah it's the same thing with fucking in a fake sense balloon boy 
in a real yeah. and tragic sense. Yeah, that's another one. The Gabby Petito thing just a few years ago. Yeah. Like, this is made for the news and yeah. for the American psyche in particular. I, I think this was real. I, I, mean, I might at, be look wrong. At, look at true crime podcasts. There's right. a reason yeah, why no. they're the biggest things. I, I'm not sure if this was real or not, but I did see, I think it was CNN had like a fucking oxygen like timer in the corner. Like, yeah, everyone their was graphics like, department whipped up a quick like, Currently, like eight hours, ten minutes, and five seconds the, worth of the, oxygen. The person left. who did that should, uh, you know, be handled with uh, the same way as the Fox News Chiron guy. I mean, that is that is actually in pretty poor taste. But I like I don't think it was snuck on there. I think it was. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> it's it's crazy. But one totally bizarre coincidence, however, is once again in regards to the CEO, the one responsible for all this. By the way. He was actually related to people who died on the Titanic over a century this ago. This is some Final Destination shit. Here's NPR. The Ocean Gate executive who was piloting the submersible on its fateful Sunday dive is married to the descendant of a couple who died in the very shipwreck his expedition aimed to see. OceanGate founder and CEO Stockton Rush is married to Wendy Rush, the great-great-granddaughter of Isidore and Ida Strauss, who chose to remain on board the sinking Titanic together so that others could escape to safety in their place. They were the real-life inspiration behind the heartbreaking scene in James Cameron's movie in which an elderly couple embraces in bed as water rushes into their room. Damn. Yeah. But he's not blood-related. It's his wife. Yeah, yeah, but related. So, yeah, her family is just so much Titanic tragedy. Crossing the centuries. Yeah. Just a bizarre, completely preventable, insane thing that happened. And what's crazy is um, it'll take a lot longer for sure, but this is absolutely going to eventually happen in one of the uh, space tourism companies. Yeah. It's going to take a while, but it's it's a matter of, it's just a matter of time. Yes. Uh, this kind of exploration going way down in the sea or way up in space. It Dangerous. Is, it is impossible to foolproof it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah. But like, that's what's, interesting about all of this is James Cameron touting the safety record. There, yeah. It is, by all standards, relatively safe until a company starts operating outside of the boundaries of regulations and common sense judgment. Uh, another thing with the Cameron versus, uh, Cameron sub versus uh, OceanGate sub is like uh, his manned sub that he took to the Titanic was pretty much the same like size as the Titan, but Titan was just a big empty tube which you could fit five people in. And like James Cameron's like, he was like, yeah, couldn't even fucking move because it was so full of like important instrumentation and with, and like multiple levels of redundancy and whatnot. And again, this, uh, you know, doomed submarine had to have a big porthole so that the paying tourists could see what they went down there to see. But it's more dangerous. It's not even a big porthole. It was like this big. Relative to, hey, the, uh, to the, what you yeah. should have more safely than you down should there. Have. Yes. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on now from this, finally. Because despite being a captivating story regarding the hubris of man, there's not much more to be said. Lawsuits will be filed, OceanGate will cease to exist, and conspiracies will slowly but surely lose steam because they're insane. And the simplest answer has, especially in this scenario, been right all along. This company skimped on safety precautions in favor of speed and money, and their sub suffered a catastrophic implosion that cost people their lives. Anyway, now let's check in on the newest, big, biggest story <laughs> in this very stupid week, yeah. in this very stupid universe. 
Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. Not in the metaphorical sense. In the literal sense. Elon versus Mark in a no-holds-barred fight to the death. Those are the rules. Okay. Uh, well, okay, obviously, some holds will probably be barred. <laughs> they're not intentionally fighting to the death, although I said uh, yesterday, I think Mark Zuckerberg... He has the he, ability. He craves he craves the, the experience of killing a man with his bare hands because when you reach that level of wealth, that's like one of the few... Uh, you know, forbidden fruits that you can't simply buy with money. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it appears as though this uh, fight might actually happen, which is insane for Elon. For uh, <laughs> yeah. What the fuck This are you man doing? has backed him into a corner that I am loving. I am kind of a Mark Zuckerberg fan. It's weird. And I've seen the internet slowly be like, look, listen, we all know that this guy fucking sucks. <laughs> yes. But all but I'm saying is, it would be fucking cool to see Mark Zuckerberg just pound the shit out of Elon Musk. Just yeah. beat him within an inch of his life. One of the takes I saw was Mark Zuckerberg could immediately erase 10 years yes. of bad PR. <laughs> yeah, it was one punch. It's honestly true. I like, would, I, I hate would, this guy. I would he forget done, about all of that. Mark Zuckerberg and Musk, but Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> has done irreparable harm yeah. to the entire world. Mm hmm. But I still want to see him fight Elon Musk, and I would cheer for him. It would be the in this coolest one thing scenario. he's ever done. And then you know the 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 post fight press conference uh, on his patio, uh, smoking some meats. Like, oh yeah. It's, uh, oh yeah. That's one barbecue I'd like to go he, to. Because he probably he's gonna have to give up the smoked meats during his training. Yes, that's um, right. Uh, but again, I don't want to overly glorify Zuckerberg here, but I just want to lay the ground rules here and say that. He is in much better shape. He is actually trained for this. Yeah, he's apparently pretty good at it. He's, yeah. you know, when you have all the money in the world, he's hired like the best trainers. He's got, yeah, apparently he's pretty fucking good at Having said at that, fighting. a bad guy. A terrible person. So now that we have that out of the way. Uh, but like, he's also, I'll say this, Mark Zuckerberg is terrible in a way that is way less annoying <laughs> than Elon Musk. Like, yeah. he's terrible, but he... I don't have to see his stupid fucking thoughts throughout the day. Yes. Now, he's responsible for millions of, of other of voices ha being annoying. Exactly. But he but is one step removed from it. It's, a, uh, you know, like we say, we've been saying this for years. If Elon Musk simply shut the fuck up and wasn't uh, posting and addicted to the internet, um, people wouldn't know who he is. Yeah, he'd be, be like, little, oh, uh, he's uh, the rocket the guy and the car guy. And like, oh, sometimes he says some things, but like, whatever. At least I don't have to see him just mouth off the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard multiple times a day forever on a social media platform that he owns. That makes him worse. I don't know. My I, book. I, I, we could fight about who's worse all day. But well, let's, let's, uh, uh, <laughs> let them fight instead. In the uh, steel cage. I, I, think, I, I don't know yet who is worse because Zuckerberg... He's got a lot of clout yeah, up in no, the terrible department built up. Let yeah. them fight. Let's send them. Let's have them fight down on the surface of uh, or the floor of the ocean. You know, it is ironic that uh, the beginning of the end for Elon Musk's goodwill was started with a submarine. You know, you're right. We are in a simulation, yep. just like he believes. Anyway, yeah. So there's been a, a couple important updates to the fight of the century since our last video where we kind of briefly touched on the subject. It had just dropped. Yeah. We had to kind of squeeze it in there at the end. So in case you need a refresher, here you go. We should probably start off with the fact that, yes, Mark Zuckerberg has been training in jiu-jitsu for quite a while now. He's in damn good shape and has even started competing in his martial art of choice. He's, he's, he's going at it. 
I think it, I don't know if it was around the same time, but I feel like it was inspired by everyone making fun of him for water surfing or, yeah. uh, uh, sorry, uh, wakeboarding or something. Yeah. He won a, he was in a tournament recently where he won. Yeah. Like kind of handily. So, and, and even like professionals were like, yeah, I mean, he kind of kicks ass. Elon, on the other hand, needs security guards to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And he's, not to be mean, he's shaped like a, a submarine. He looks like Graham, the guy who was built to survive the car crash. Yeah, that picture of him getting hosed off. Uh, Very unflattering. Just not in fighting shape, I'll say. Even that. him at the F1 race where he's leaning over and his tits are just hanging out. Yeah. He's not in shape. And listen, uh, glass houses, I wouldn't pick a fight with no. Mark Zuckerberg myself because I know I'm out of shape. I, I, w I was trying to say this about the stupid Dr. Disrespect thing, but like no one's going to fight each other unless it's something like this because that's literally assault. Yeah, like most people, you, you don't want to get in fights. No, even the YouTube, even the YouTubers and Twitch streamers uh, yeah. who do that like streaming fight. Uh, I was shocked because this last one was the first one that I watched because Brett Creator class. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Brett was competing in it again. So I watched that one, and I was under the impression that they were going to be wearing safety gear on their heads, no. and they were not. And I am uh, very concerned about the future of these YouTubers and streamers yeah, that is who not, are willingly taking blows to the skull. Yeah, not worth it. CTE Sorry. is not a myth. It is very real. And uh, it's a it, you're, the consequences take a little while to show up. That's all I'm going to say. So no, I wouldn't. But luckily, most YouTubers, you wouldn't even tell. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll have something to blame it on. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not racist. That's just the CTE. Yeah. Yeah. You can't cancel me. Anyways, uh, Zuckerberg trains all day. Elon Musk, he posts all day. Zuckerberg would destroy him in any physical contest. Yeah. And even if Elon Musk gets mad at us for saying that, good, use it. Fight yeah. it. Yeah, Elon, get mad. And again, no fans of Zuck, just telling it like it is. Anyways, backstory. Earlier this week, someone mentioned that Meadow was developing a, a competitor to Twitter. Elon responded saying that, oh, he's sure that the Earth can't wait to be exclusively under Zuck's thumb with no other options, which... Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. But I don't I don't like being under your thumb either. No. So. Some random person chimed in and told Musk to be careful because Zuck does jujitsu now. And Musk replied, I'm up for a cage match if he is. Lol. Zuck replied shortly after, just saying, send me location. Apparently that's an MMA meme. Yes, yeah, a reference to another fighter who's from when that. Uh, uh, O'Malley uh, threw a chair at. Khabib's bus? Uh, I don't know. I don't I, follow this shit. I watch the fights sometimes because I'm a sicko, but uh, oh. last time I went to, I went to a bar to watch it because yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to pay for it. And some guy was like, so who you got tonight? And I'm like, dude, I have no idea who any of these people are. I just, I just like watching them yeah, each other up. Yeah, it's fun to watch, although if it gets, once the blood starts flowing, I'm like, okay. Come on, call the fight. Let him, come on. Look what they've done to my beautiful boy. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's, that's where we left off yesterday. Zuck was like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Um, this was still playing out even as we left the studio, and it continued from there. So the latest is that Musk continues to play with fire in ways that, like all of his other decisions recently, will end up backfiring, making him look incredibly weak and stupid for no other reason than pure ego. Yeah. In response to Zuck's send me location post, Musk wrote, Vegas Octagon before adding a, a little joke that would allow him to back out of all this, like a, like a little uh, sizzy. Sissy with a C. Yeah. Uh, I have this great move that I call the walrus, where I just lie on top of my opponent and do nothing. <laughs> Which is funny because he does look like a walrus he, in those hosing down pictures. I, 
Kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Musk clearly has no idea what he signed up for, or he's hoping to joke his way out of it. Yeah. I was just pretending. <laughs> uh, which would still make him look like a loser, considering how much he has tried to build himself up as some sort of alpha male over the years. This is what peak performance looks like, ladies. It's always the real alpha males who tell you that they're an alpha male and yeah. try very hard to prove that fact. Oh, did you put in here that... Uh... Andrew Tate is offering to to train Elon to Well, to he fight. can't because he's probably going to be in jail. Right. That's uh but that that would I mean that would just uh, everyone look at all the stars are here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Andrew Tate's like the worst of the internet. Elon, I'll get you in fighting shape in no time. No, you just you have won't. to switch to sparkling water. What? And Elon's going to come to Romania to the prison to learn? <laughs> I mean, prison's a great place to learn to fight. Hey, uh, Andrew Tate, Danny can, Trejo. A- Andrew Tate can teach Elon how to fight. Elon can teach Andrew Tate how to grow hair. It's a nice <laughs> trade-off, though. I mean, it's, yeah. So Musk fans are waiting, waiting, waiting to see their hero physically fight another billionaire. And it would be especially damning if Musk were to back out of this just days after he called out a doctor for not wanting to debate RFK Jr. on Joe Rogan's podcast. I mean, you got to put up or shut up. Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, Musk, this is what you said, buddy. So why would you agree to something and then back out like a little sissy yeah. with a C? And that doctor, he never even agreed to the debate. Yeah. But Musk has publicly, though informally, agreed to fight Zuck. Yeah, but however, uh, so it, it, it got a lot more formal because according to UFC president Dana White, <laughs> the formalities are actually being worked out. Oh, my God. He is under the impression that both billionaires are very serious about this. Here's TMZ Sports, who spoke directly with Dana White on Thursday of this week. Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are absolutely deadly serious about fighting each other in a UFC octagon. And it would be the biggest fight in the history of the world, so says UFC President no, Dana what, White. It would be over in fucking two minutes. No, biggest meaning the most okay. eyeballs, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, as a spectacle, it would be very underwhelming, I think. Uh, Dana told Harvey and Charles on TMZ Live Thursday he's been talking and texting with Mark and Elon Wednesday night and into Thursday and says both men want to square off in Vegas. Elon, you are so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Elon, you're going to fucking die in there. He's going to kill you. What are you doing? He's going to knock him out in two seconds. Like, is he under the impression that Mark Zuckerberg is just like, oh, he's been taking some classes? Like, does he not understand the gravity of this situation? No, he is blinded by his own (laughs) ego. Absolutely, 100%. I mean... This is similar. This is to, the, the the Americans who think they can fight bears. It's that crossed with the like. You see this a lot with like high school, middle school kids, anime weebs who watch a lot of anime and therefore think that they can fight, and then they get in a fight, and it's very embarrassing for them because um, turns out gravity works a little different in real life. The confidence needed to work your way up the corporate ladder is also the confidence that will get your ass kicked. In this case, yes. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. How could I lose? I'm a successful billionaire. (laughs) Obviously, that translates into physical prowess with no training. Yeah. I mean, he is the protagonist of his own universe, so... Yeah. It's like like him uh, agreeing to host SNL, which, like, is just... Ob- an obviously, objectively, like, bad decision. Like, what are you doing? You're not yeah. funny. <laughs> you, can't, you can't even, you Bob can't even prove talk. prove everyone wrong. You're bad at just talking. What are you doing acting and doing comedy? The one but, good thing here is if he does agree and decides to start actively training seriously, that it will take some time away from his Twitter habits. I know. It's win-win. Yeah. He, like, oh, 
why was I posting so much? Yeah. I'm much happier being in shape and outdoors. I mean, this might be good for him. Yeah. And I don't care about him. I don't want what's good for him, but I'm just saying this could be good for all of us, Elon. Yeah. Well, their reporting continues. Talked with Mark and Elon last night. Both guys are absolutely dead serious about this, White said. As for how big the event could be, Dana believes it would easily be the most watched fight ever, <laughs> saying the biggest fight of all time was Floyd and Connor. I just think it triples that. It triples what that did. There's no limit on what that thing can make. Dana expects the fight would gross hundreds of millions of dollars and the loot would go to charity. Bottom line, this is no joke. Mark and Elon are serious and Dana is determined to make it happen. I, and now I'm thinking like, what would the undercard be? Some, the, uh, 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 what's his name? Paul, uh, J Jake Paul versus someone. Yeah, you get the Paul brothers in there. But like, that's another one where it's like- Dr. Disrespect versus uh, Hassan. Fuck it, fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, but let's get some more tech guys in there. Like, uh, who's got grudges? Palmer Lucky versus... Steve Ballmer. <laughs> Boy. I think Steve Ballmer would probably... I think he could kick a man's ass. He's yeah, like, he's, he's got the intimidation factor. Yeah, faster. he's old as shit, but, yeah. like, that man... Like, he should have had multiple heart attacks by now. Just, you see him on the court side at... Uh, Clippers games, yeah. and he is, this man is sweating buckets, but he doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. Steve Ballmer versus... Uh, Get the, uh, the the old Uber president in there. Yeah, Travis Kalanick, he's probably got some... Uh, Steve Huffman. Oh, Steve Huffman versus just any Redditor. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Uh, this, yes, I believe that this could be the fight of this century. And I... Look, I'm excited for it. Le yeah, uh, he's gonna he's gonna find a way to bitch out of this though. Absolutely, I it. it's not and gonna somehow position it as him not be not bitching yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, of course, uh, to all this we say without a shred of irony, let them fight, let them fight. But we're not the only ones eager to watch these two go at it. Um, apparently, the world's greatest mind. Uh, yeah, every time this guy pops up, it's always something normal and good, right? Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson, uh, our foremost public intellectual, um, he's really fucking horny over this thing. <laughs> yeah. He, he decided to post his uh, intrusive <laughs> thoughts on the timeline, saying in response to an article referencing the billionaire cage match, naked or clothed? <laughs> I need to know, damn it. And then followed up that tweet a full five hours later, because he'd just been thinking about it all day. Yeah. Followed it up with, and there should definitely be oil involved. <laughs> Happy Sorry, Pride he, Month, everyone. He already came once, and then he came back to the discourse to jerk off one more time. He's so fucking and weird. And you know what would make it even better? If they were greased up. <laughs> He's so fucking weird. I would be ringside. Oh, my gosh. If you thought the last UFC fight where, like, Donald Trump and everyone was ringside with Kid Rock, uh, the absolute rogues gallery of people up front for this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. China, if you're listening. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> just a wild thought. Yeah, so uh, aside from Jordan Peterson being just really horned up about this match, we're pretty sure that everyone is hoping this actually happens, and, and both guys should absolutely put up a billion of their own dollars or more for charity. We know you're good for it, mm -hmm. or at least, at least Mark is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'd be more than happy to watch and support if the money was going to charity, though uh, with at least Elon and Dana White involved, there'd probably be some... Just inherent sketchiness to yeah. the whole thing. Uh, mm -hmm. You want to double check those contracts, triple check them even. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it would be very funny if Musk actually uh, cheated and did something weird and against the rules while Mark was trying earnestly to display his martial arts prowess. Um, he gets he a chair slips out. Slips like a razor blade into... Yeah, cuts his brow. Yeah. Does um, all kinds of weird shit. But no, I could, do- I could totally see Elon like getting a chair or something. And Mark's like, no, I'm an actual trained martial artist. Um, what I see likely happening is Elon doing a bunch of steroids, but doing them wrong. Like a doctor telling him exactly how to take them and him thinking he's smarter than the doctor. Oh, I'm feeling really good. I should and, probably take uh, double. Yeah, like just enlarging his heart and yeah. uh, his kidneys and um, dying in the ring. Just dying. Mark Zuckerberg killing Elon Musk. From the jab. Yeah. <laughs> From no other reason. The jab. <laughs> That's yeah. what they call the jab now. That's right, Elon. The jab does kill. <laughs> Let them fight. But speaking of people who we would like to see keep fighting, Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert seem as though, <laughs> <laughs> seem as though they are not on good terms. Currently. Cat fight. Wow, wow. Apparently, Marge is Marge, Marge got into Boebert's face. This- There's the undercard. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Got into Boebert's face this week on the floor of the house and called her a, quote, little bitch. I mean, in this, uh, MTG would absolutely kick Lauren. Oh my ass. God! Yes, because she's, she's a another... cro- she's a cross. Uh, what is it? CrossFit. CrossFit freak. Yeah, this is another completely, you know, yeah. skewed battle. She, I mean, she's another one where, like, uh, in like ten years, none of her joints are going to work because she does CrossFit. But and, in the meantime, but for now, yeah, she has the strength. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we've been so preoccupied with that damn submarine that it's been hard to follow these two's petty squabbles. But it is good to see that the GOP is still finding plenty of time to tear itself apart from the inside. Here's the Daily Beast with more on this and hopefully some context. The messy feud between two of MAGA world's biggest stars burst into public view on Wednesday when Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia called Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado a little bitch to her face on the the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives. (laughs) The angry exchange came as the two lawmakers have been swiping at each other over their competing resolutions to impeach President Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) You want the same thing, you dumb bitches. You're both stupid little bitches. God damn it. Now! (laughs) Shut up. We're going to impeach him my way, Lauren. But tensions came to a head on Wednesday after Boebert leveraged a procedural tool to force a vote on her own impeachment resolution within days, undercutting Green, who had offered her own who had offered her own resolution, but not with the procedural advantage of forcing a vote. So again, sounds like Boebert's version was better, Marjorie. And once again, like with the other fight, this comes down to ego. They both just want their yeah. name on the person who was able to. This isn't even going to be a thing that actually happens, yeah. but they want their name on the. The, the documents that said what, that they filed this. What are they, on what grounds are they looking to impeach Joe Biden? I'm I'm sure it's stupid, whatever it is. Yes. Whew. This is just going to happen. Every president is going to be impeached. Yeah. From, oh, now, no. from now until the fall of the republic, which we, is, I don't know, 10, 20 years. Yeah, we said that during the last election. Like, there's, yeah. no, there's no president that doesn't get impeached from here on out. Yeah. yeah, and no Supreme Court justice will ever be appointed to the Supreme Court without, like, a fucking trifecta majority of power. Uh, well, they should probably dismantle that whole thing. Uh, Especially yeah. with a lot of the recent revelations that keep coming out. Yeah, it's it's a real shit show down there. Not a lot of faith. Turns out a lot of quid pro quo going on down at the Supreme Court. Turns out uh, not every system of government made uh, 250 years ago uh, worked out all the kinks before putting pen to paper. I love that in the most innocent sense that you could think of, 
these these judges are stupid because they don't understand that they're being taken advantage of by billionaires. Uh, and that's that's yeah. put it that's in the most innocent context that you could think of. The, yeah, I'm sure it, that it's more nefarious than the, that. I'm the, sure they're aware of what they're doing. Alito, the other justice who now is under the same scrutiny as Clarence Thomas, he's like, well, if I didn't take a ride on the private jet, like that, that seat would have been empty. So, oh, yeah. I'm not allowed to go fishing <laughs> with my friends. Yeah. Anyway, Marjorie Taylor Greene apparently cursed out Lauren Boebert while the House was voting Wednesday afternoon as the two spoke in a center aisle of the House floor. Part of their interaction was captured on C-SPAN's cameras. And uh, we're going to play that clip now in the background while we continue with the article. According to two sources that saw the exchange and a third familiar with the matter, the back and forth began when Boebert approached Green, then seated in the chamber, and confronted her over statements, statements you made about me publicly. I heard you were talking shit, bitch. <laughs> All three of the sources said Green called Boebert a bitch. One of the sources said Green called her a little bitch. According to two of the sources, Green then stood up and alleged that Boebert copied my articles of impeachment, to which the Colorado lawmaker fired back that she hadn't even read Green's resolution. I don't even read. I've donated to you. I've defended you. But you've been nothing but a little bitch to me, Green told Boebert, according to a source who witnessed the exchange. And you copied my articles of impeachment after I asked you to co-sponsor them. Bitch. Why doesn't... You fucking bitch. MTG just simply eat Lauren Boebert. <laughs> The smaller of the two uh, MAGA women. Yeah. Again, I feel terrible that the downfall of society and the end of the world is so entertaining. It's so stupid. We deserve it. We deserve the apocalypse. <laughs> yes, we do. It's fucking, everything's so fucking stupid. It, everything keeps happening in the dumbest, dumbest way possible. Every yeah. bit of reality for the past God knows how long has been the dumbest outcome. We deserve Armageddon. We've earned it. Whoo! Can't say we didn't earn it, folks. No participation trophy here. We earned this one. <laughs> Anyways, we unfortunately have to check in on Moms for Liberty now, which is a quote-unquote conservative parents organization. It's a hate group. That has been around for just a few years, but it's well, done... Let me guess. Moms for Liberty, they, they want children to be able to make their own decisions. They want children to have the liberty of... Uh... Yeah. You know, uh, living in a free society and not being under the thumb of uh, their parents, right? Is that what Moms for Liberty is about? Or is it the complete opposite of what I just said? <laughs> Despite being around for just a few years, they have done immense damage to our public schools in their relatively short existence through targeted harassment and violent threats. And also extremely loud, angry protests that have led to pointless book bans. They are, and have been since their inception, a hate group masquerading as a parents' rights group. And they make fringe, they make their fringe beliefs seem much more mainstream than they really are by organizing a small but very vocal group of people, which is constantly growing because they, again, present themselves as an advocacy group for concerned parents. We're just concerned parents. Hardest job in the world, being and, a mother. Anyways, that group just straight up quoted Adolf Hitler in their most recent newsletter. And they didn't even try to hide it. They literally attributed the Hitler quote to Hitler on the front page of their newsletter. Huh. Here's NBC with more. A local Indiana, well, there, there's your problem. Indiana chapter of Moms for Liberty, a national conservative parents organization, apologized on Thursday for quoting Adolf Hitler in a newsletter. The Hamilton County chapter of Moms for Liberty quoted Hitler's remarks at a 1935 rally on the front page of its new newsletter on Wednesday. The quote, placed directly below the masthead, read, 
He alone, who owns the youth, gains the future. After the Indianapolis Star first reported this story on Wednesday, the local chapter of Moms for Liberty added additional context to the original newsletter, saying the quote from this horrific leader should put parents um, on alert. If the government has control over our children today, they control our children's future, the note read. A day later, Paige Miller, the chapter's leader, apologized for quoting the Nazi leader in a statement posted to the Moms for Liberty Facebook group. We condemn Adolf Hitler's actions and his dark place in human history, Miller wrote. We should not have quoted him in our newsletter and express our deepest apology. Whoops. You know, sorry we quoted Hitler, but you know... For some reason, the words did really resonate with us and uh, really makes you think, though, doesn't it? Very strange how that works. Interesting. Interesting. Concerning. Looking into it. And I would be curious to see the moderated comments section of that Facebook post because I'm sure that there was at least one or two Moms for Liberty that were like, why would you apologize? That's what the mainstream media wants you to do. I'm telling you, American white motherhood is... The shortest path to fascism currently available to American society. Yeah. It's not even close either. But uh, let's do a, a story that's positive to counteract everything else we've covered today and also this week. Um, come on, positive story. Let's go. Remember that highway in Pennsylvania that completely collapsed after a tanker truck caught fire under it? Well, the best estimates at the time were that repairs could take months and that commuters would be living through hell trying to navig navigate around this thing for the foreseeable future. Shortly after the wreckage was cleared and work was scheduled to begin, the local government set up a live stream so that everyone could watch the road's reconstruction in real time. Well, we do have one hell of an update for you. Just a week after the live stream was launched and just nine or 10 days since the bridge collapsed. The road is temporarily finished. Okay, temporarily? It's ready to start receiving traffic once again. Okay. So how about that? So they can put cars on it, that's good. Yeah. Again, this is just a temporary fix while the entire road project is completely that's, yeah, fully fixed. That's a great turnaround. I'm going to head down to the local Caltrans office and knock on the door and say, hey, get a load of what they're doing over in Pennsylvania. Have you seen that? Wow. Hey, we just got... Wow, how'd they fucking do that? We just got the uh, Azusa to Long Beach line, baby. Well, that's so, the metro. Yeah. Oh, okay. Caltrans. Caltrans does the highways. Yeah. And it's like the fucking five has just been under repairs for the last 10 years it takes forever no, to get to orange county you can't it, 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 everything's under construction one more lane bro just one more lane i swear to god one more lane give me one more, lane. Need, bro, I just, just one more lane just one more just one more just one more lane bro come on uh here's local outlet the philadelphia inquirer interstate 95 will open to traffic this weekend on six lanes of temporary pavement resting on a bed of gravel like glass aggregate Governor Josh Shapiro announced in front of the construction site Tuesday, a full week earlier than he had anticipated. We haven't always had a can-do attitude around here that we can get big things done, that we can get it done quickly and safely, Shapiro said. I'm a governor who believes we can get things done again. We're going to change that attitude of people being surprised to folks expecting excellence from us. Uh, the progress report came nine days after the elevated northbound lanes of I-95 near Cotman Avenue collapsed when an 8,500-gallon tanker truck carrying gasoline exploded while negotiating an exit ramp beneath the overpass, triggering a fire that weakened steel support girders. Questions remain about the timeline for the permanent new bridge to be finished, but the temporary roadway will allow some breathing room and provide relief to people inconvenienced by the gap in I-95, the major north-south route on the east coast. Oh, also in California, they're uh, 
look, I still don't get it because you can fly there in 40 minutes, but they are finally starting work on the train that's supposed to go from L.A. to Vegas. Which is going to be the most debaucherous thing. I mean, uh, yeah, no, there absolutely should be a train there. My understanding, uh, the problem with that and the problem with all the California's high-speed rail problems is that you need to get permission uh, from every jurisdiction you go through and therein lies the problem because entire towns exist between uh, Southern California and Las Vegas that are only there so that people can stop and get gas and like get Del Taco. And those people, if there's a train go built through their land, like their purpose for existing ceases to be. Elliot, they made a movie about this. It's called Pixar's Cars. Yeah, cars. Yeah. What happens is the town continues to exist but all of the mechanics, mechanical objects in the they area come, come, to they come to life. Well, that's very exciting. We should do that. Yeah. Anyways, oh, what, but no, no one's gonna see the world's biggest thermometer in uh, in what's Baker? Baker, California. If if we well, they'll go there we specifically there. for that purpose. No one's gonna see uh, the world's only McDonald's that is shaped like an old timey uh, rail car, yeah. rail, rail car depot. Uh, and who is gonna pull in... over at Zixie's Road? Yeah, come on. We got we got Stonehenge made out of fucking cars. Is that a no? no that's that's like further south. Amarillo, Texas. Cadillac Ranch. I've oh, been there. Okay. But we yeah. got dinosaurs. That's on the way to Palm Springs. Well, the desert's just sort of. Yeah, it's a, it's huge. It's a you, big, you'll figure big it out. Deal. Lots of sand. But finally, today I wanted to give a quick shout out and promote a project that my friend Stanley is working on. Uh, you may have seen his videos on social media. He's the coming out of Mosh retirement guy. I thought he went back into retirement. He he comes and goes out of retirement. I, uh, I know his comedy speaks to a lot of people my age who'd. Definitely already hung up their camo cargo shorts. They stopped practicing windmills in the mirror and thought they'd spun their last spin kick years ago. Uh, his videos quickly went viral because they're very relatable for people our age who like heavy music. But he's been doing a lot more than that recently, including reviving some content over on Cracked's YouTube channel, where he does these little satirical micro-documentaries about recent movie releases. Anyways, he's trying to make an independent short film based on the coming out of Mosh retirement character and has started an Indiegogo page to raise money for the project. Uh, I think it's going to be great. It's right up my alley. I've already donated to it myself. But if you are at all interested in the project or just have a couple of bucks to throw at someone who wants to make something fun, please go check out his Indiegogo page. I'll link it in the description below. Um, check that out. At least watch his trailer, see if you're interested. And if you want to support and can afford it, I am very sure that he would appreciate it. Uh, he's close to his goal. He's halfway there. So if you think you'd enjoy that, let a filmmaker do his thing. Hell yeah. There you go. That's it for this week's episode of News Dump. We will somehow be back to figure out news that is weirder than what has already happened. Yeah. It'll be our 1,000th episode. So get ready for so that. This is our 999th which is kind of a cooler number, to be honest. Yeah, but, uh, really it is. But uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't stick around for all 1,000. Make sure you like the video. Let's give it. Uh, let's get this 100,000 likes for our 1,000th yeah, video. Yeah, let's do that. 100,000 we'll likes. 50,000 likes on this video, 50,000 likes tomorrow. If you're at work, just log into all your coworkers' computers while they're at lunch and go to YouTube and hit that like button. And uh, make sure you're subscribed to the channel. If you want to become a member, click the join button. This episode wasn't sponsored, so it's sponsored by you. Click the join button. Tell your friend to click the join button. Don't do it at work. That would be illegal. Uh, but stay tuned. If you want more updates on, like, like I said, we went into the more of the details about the submarine's bad design yesterday. So if you missed those videos, check those out. And we will see you soon for our 1,000th episode. Bye. Bye.